Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we bless you this morning. I'm just happy to be here this morning. I miss you guys. It seems like it's been forever since I've been here. I miss you guys. Great morning. I am Minister Angela Bates. Hallelujah. Standing in the stead of Pastor Grenard McClendon in his absence today. Glory to God. But as um as Lady Lee said, I believe he left y'all in good hands today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You in the right place today, huh? Because VCC is what? All right. I know I'm in the right place now. Hallelujah, God. Here we show people the unadulterated, unapologetic, uncompromised love of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you will, I ask if you will, uh, let us stand. Hallelujah. And as Pastor Bernard says, if you have your Bible, your iPhone, or you have it written on stone, hallelujah, lift your Bible and say, all right. <laughs> say, this is my Bible. This is the word of God. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So today, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive to the word of God. And my life will never, ever, ever be the same. Hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, giving you glory, honor, and praise. Thanking you, Lord, for this day, this day that you have made, God, and we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. God, I ask that you just make my tongue like that of a ready writer, Father God, ready to write an excellent penmanship upon the hearts of your people, God. I trust and believe that this word will fall upon fallow ground, Father God, and do just what it was intended to do, God. I ask that you bless it, Father God, and manifest it in our lives, God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'm excited about this word. Even our, even our uh, confession that we just did about the Bible is in this word today. Pastor's going to be excited about that. <laughs> Glory to God. And the title of my message, well, first of all, those, uh, if you want to release your children now to Children's Church, you can be released to Children's Church at this time. Children, you can follow Sister Keylon to Children's Church and be blessed as he be glorified. Hallelujah, glory. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for our children's ministry. Yeah, we just want to appreciate you. And we love you, Sister Keylon, and appreciate you. Yes, hallelujah. So the title of my message today is From Observation to application. You see that good time in Matthew? That's how we do it, baby. That's how we do it. <laughs> From observation to application. Mm, I know your, your little wheels turn. I see that little hamster on the wheel just turning in your little heads. I'm going to explain it to you. From observation to application. And if you will, turn with me to James. James chapter 1. Verses 22 through 25. That's James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. And it reads, But be ye doers of the word, 
and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he is. He was, I'm sorry. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Glory to God. This man, the one that does what the word just said, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I read an excerpt in the devotional by uh, Joyce Meyer that read, many people agree with a sermon or a scripture, but they don't apply it in their everyday life. So nothing changes. Huh? I, I think I'm going to say that again. People agree with sermon or scripture, but they don't apply it to their everyday life. Therefore, nothing changes. You wondering why, you know, every day seems the same, every week seems the same? It's because you're not applying the word of God to your lives. We need to apply the word of God to our lives. And we're going to go deeper into that. Hallelujah. You can't just hear the word. Hallelujah. You got to have life application. So the devotional said they think that just because they agree with the word, it should bring change in their life. You know, I was sharing with my husband as we were coming in this morning. I was just, you know, giving him a little sneaky peek. Glory to God. Somebody say sneaky peek. <laughs> I gave him a little sneaky peek of the message this morning. Glory to God. And I told him, I said, it's like, you know, it's like a lot of people today, uh, especially a lot of um, youth today, uh, they don't. You know, they expect to just get things. They just expect things to appear. They don't expect to have to do anything for it. I heard a mother sharing with me this morning about a little two-year-old that's running everything. I'm not going to call no name. Just keep looking straight ahead. Won't nobody know. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> but it's that little two-year-old running, rolling the roost. <laughs> and that's how it is. That's many households. You know, the children, they just... You know, they don't worry about anything. They just expect everything. They don't worry about anything because they just expect things to be there for them. And guess what? We do it. We do it. We do it. So it's not their fault. It's our fault. Amen. Somebody say it's our fault. <laughs> Glory to God. But she says that we can't just hear the word. There has to be life application of the word. Amen. Turn with me just right next door there to James 2, chapter 2. Verses 14 through 18. Hallelujah. I'm just going to go here. Um, yeah, 14 through 18. And it reads, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace. Be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? I mean, stick a pen right there. Let's, let's think about that. Let's break this thing on down. Think about that in your natural mind. Think about a sister or brother not having any clothes. They out there cold and hungry. We see that all the time, especially in, in downtown Jackson. We see it all the time. 
you know, and, and you tell them to go in peace and be warm and filled. You just tell them that instead of giving them what they need. Sometimes, you know, we have to go beyond just, you know, it's great. I encourage everybody, you know, you pray, you see people in, in certain circumstances, certain situations, pray for them. But if there is something that you can physically do to help meet that need, meet that need. Meet that need. That's all we're saying. You know, you can't, you see them hungry, you see them cold. You know, you can't just say go and be warm and be filled. Be filled with what? Be filled with what? You know, what did that profit them? How did that help them? How can they have peace? Seriously, when they're cold and hungry with no clothes to put on their backs. Ooh, somebody said, thank God for garments of praise. Hallelujah! Thank God for garments of praise. That's a ministry all by itself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You wouldn't think, I mean, just think about that. Would you be able to go in peace and be warm and be filled? Think about that. How would you feel if somebody told you that and you're, you're hungry, you're cold, you know? You wouldn't have any peace. You wouldn't be warm. If, well, you'd be warm. You'd be warm with anger and, and filled with rage. <laughs> Glory to God. But imagine telling somebody that. You know, I mean, that's, that's really, that just sounds like foolishness. Like, you know, while they, while, you know, they tell them that while they get back in their warm car and got their little warm um got their warm coat on, going to their warm house. How do you think that would make that person feel? Just think about that. Glory to God. And you just tell them you go in peace and warm. Saints of God, God requires more of us. He requires more of us. Verse 17 says, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Did you hear that? Even so, faith, if have not works, is dead being alone. You've got to go beyond just having faith. you got to have corresponding action. That's all I'm saying. you got to be, go beyond just having faith. The woman with the issue of blood, I know, uh, you know, we, we hear that, that particular individual being referenced a lot because there are so many incredible lessons in that woman's story. Ah, so many wonderful lessons. But in that particular lesson, the woman with the issue of blood, she believed that if she could touch the hem of his garment, that she would make, be made whole. And she got down low, y'all. She got down low. She pressed through a lot of people. She pressed through the crowd just to touch the bottom of his garment. She didn't want, she didn't want a, a touch from him. She just wanted to touch his clothes. Glory to God. And the woman that, you know, and then when she touched it, the Bible says virtue left, left Jesus' body. And he said, who touched me? You know, and his disciples were like, man, all these folk out here, all these people thronging you, and you talking about who touched you? It's no telling who touched you. Everybody touched me. You know? <laughs> but Jesus said it was, it was something different about that touch. He felt that touch because he felt the faith in that touch. Glory to God. When you have that kind of faith that'll get God's attention like that, that's some deep faith. But not only did that woman have faith, uh, she, she had corresponding action. When Jesus asked her, when he asked the question, who touched him? She waited a moment and she finally admitted that she touched him. She touched him of his garment. And he told her, woman, thou faith has made you whole. But I want to take it a little further and say it wasn't even just her faith alone that made her whole. Glory to God. She believed that she would be healed. 
She believed that once she touched the hem of his garment, that she would be made whole. But see, she didn't just sit at the house, just rocking in the chair. Lord, I sure believe. Ooh, I believe if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'd be made whole. Mm-mm, I just, I just believe that. I just wonder, wonder if I went down there, if I would, if if I could get to, I probably can't even get to him. But I just believe if I got to him and touched him his garment, I believe I'd be made whole. She didn't do that. She got up. She did something about it. Hallelujah. She had corresponding action. It started with a thought. It started with a thought. Remember the last time I was here, we, we uh, ministered about as a man thinking. Glory to God. So it started with a thought. She first saw herself healed. Hallelujah. She saw herself healed in her imagination. She believed it so much until she went after it. You understand me? She believed it so much until she went after that in which she believed. Glory to God. And that's what some of you need to do. When you get a thought in your head about something, you believe you can do it, execute a plan to do it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about. That's what our daughter's sister here did. She believed she could do it. It didn't matter how hard it got. She continued to, she continued to press on. She continued to throng forward. Hallelujah. She continued to reach and bless God. It came to pass. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just give God some praise for that. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Lord. We heard her testimony about that, but it started with a thought, didn't it? You thought you could do it. Hallelujah. And she had a good support system. She had people like Sister Lorraine encouraging her, you know, pushing her, get, being the wind beneath her wings, telling her she can do it. That's all I'm saying. It starts with a thought. She first saw herself healed, the woman with the issue of blood. She imagined it. She believed it until she went after it. And like I said, that's what many of us need to do. When you get it in your head about something, then you believe you can do it, and then you execute that thing. How many times have pastors told us change is a change until we change? Change is a change until you change. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's true. Some of you need to change your thinking. Then change your posture like the woman with the issue of blood did. You need to change your thinking. Stop coming up with every excuse that you can as to why you can't do a thing. And start coming up with a plan as to how you can do it. Amen? I want to say that again. Stop sitting around here coming up with a plan, making up excuses as to why you cannot do a thing. Hallelujah. And start coming up with a plan saying how you can do that thing. Glory to God. And then change your posture. Change your posture. Get up off your blessed assurance and do something about it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Stop just talking about what you want to do and start doing what you can do. Amen. Glory to God. Start doing what you can do. And do it while you can. Do it while the blood is still running warm in your veins. Bless the Lord. That's what my grandmama used to say. Baby, do it while the blood is still running warm in your veins. And just something about when she said warm, it just, it put more emphasis on it for me, sister Lisa. <laughs> Glory to God. Do it. I, you know what I'm talking about, sister. <laughs> Hallelujah. I bless the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Do it while you can. Time is the one thing we cannot get back. 
Mm. Time is the one thing we cannot get back. Stop wasting time. Make good use of your time. Use your time wisely. Hallelujah. Mm, that's for somebody. Stop just acting like, oh, there's always tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. I had a friend that uh, reached out to me last night. We've been, we had been praying and praying and praying for her mother uh, for several weeks. She was at ICU, and I was on the phone. We were on the phone with her yesterday, and we could hear her mother in the background, you know, talking and stuff, and excuse me, the young lady was talking back with her mother, and, um, you know, we believe in God for miracle signs and wonders, and she called me last night and said that um, mama was gone. Um, so I said that to say tomorrow is not promised to us. The next minute is not promised to us. So whatever it is that God has told you to do, you need to get busy being about the Father's business. Because it's just like Sister um, Sophie said earlier today, you know, when you give something to God, he's going to give something back to you. <laughs> you get a twofer, a two-for-one. <laughs> I love those twofers. Hallelujah. Somebody's been talking about going back to school. You've been talking about it long enough. Start looking online for courses. Start contacting schools. Start researching for scholarships. You know, there are scholarships out there not only for traditional students, but non-traditional students as well. But you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work, people. I'm sorry. God is not raining man manna down from heaven anymore. I'm sorry. I wish it was. I'm sorry, because, oh, as bad as I hate going to the grocery store, I would love for him to just rain manna down. I could just go out there in the yard, pick something up, and just go on in there and cook it. You know? <laughs> I would love that, but I, he's not doing that anymore. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, bless God, yeah. Uh, but I can tell you that it's never too late, no matter how long you've been talking about it, no matter how long you've been thinking about it, it's never too late. Hallelujah. As long as you have breath in your body, a willingness to learn, discipline, and the right attitude, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. You are smart enough. Huh? You are good enough. Glory to God. You can do it. You're able. Hallelujah. Because as long as you have God on your side, ooh, who or what can be against you? You can do nothing but win. He always causes us to triumph. God is able to do, sister just told us, he's able to do just what he said he would do. And he is going to fulfill every promise to you. So don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. Because he has not, he will not, he shall not give up on you. Amen? Woo, glory to God. That's good news right there. Ah, woo, that's good news right there just to know he will never give up on you. I don't care how many times you fall, get back up, dust yourself off, start all over again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. Stop defeating yourself before you even get started. Stop it. Stop talking yourself out of it. Have faith and just do it. Just do it. Y'all heard me say it before. Just go Nike, baby. Just do it. Amen. Glory to God. Verse 18. Hallelujah. There in James 2, verse 18. Yes, a man may say, thou hast faith, 
and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Ha! Glory to God. Now, how do you show your faith by works? By works of obedience. By obeying and doing what God tells you to do, huh? That's what Abraham did when he went to offer up his son Isaac on, uh, as a sacrifice on the altar. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Abraham believed God and it was imputed into him uh, to, for righteousness. Glory to God. So let's look there at verse 24. Verse 24 says, You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Drop down to verse 26. For as the body... Without the spirit is dead. Oh, this is so good right here, y'all. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Did you catch that? Let me break this on down for you. It said as the body without the spirit is dead. You know when a person passes, their spirit leaves their body. Nothing is lying there but a corpse. It's just, it's just a shell of a body. They're comparing having faith without works to a corpse. Ain't nothing happening. Nothing is going on. When that spirit leaves that body, that's it. Capiche, kaput, that's it. It's over. Stick a fork in it, it's done. Hallelujah. That's what your faith is like without works. It's dead. Oh, that's good right there. It's dead. Hallelujah. Change does not happen. You have to make it happen. You cannot have faith without some type of corresponding action. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Change is not just going to happen. You got to make it happen. You got to make it happen. You got to put some work behind it. And like, likewise, so it is with the word. Okay? You can't just listen to the word. And say, amen, pastor. Amen, pastor. As pastor said, amen, pastor. <laughs> amen, minister of the glory to God. You can't just do that. You can't just do that. And the word just automatically come to pass in your life. It's not going to happen that way. I'm sorry. I wish it could, but it, does, it doesn't work that way. You have to be a what? A doer of the word. Not just a hearer of it. A doer of the word. That's what I mean by uh, observation, from observation to application. You got to stop just being, just hearing it and just, you know, watching and seeing what everybody else is doing. So you've got to apply this word. We're not just up here just reading y'all some good stories, some good bedtime stories, some good lifetime stories. No, this word is to teach you how to live life, how to bring about change, hallelujah, God, in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew. Let's turn to Matthew um, chapter 26. I hope somebody's getting something out of this word today. Y'all seem to be listening pretty attentively. I see some pretty intense looks out there. Bless God. I hope it's because you listen to this word real good. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 26, um, verses 36. Let's read 36 through 41. 
Matthew 26, 36 through 41. 36 says, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, and this is Jesus speaking, even unto death, tarry ye here, and watch with me. He said, even unto death, tarry ye here, and watch with me. He gave them some instructions there, gave them something to do. Amen. And he went a little farther, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray. What did he say? Watch and pray. That ye enter not into temptation. He's telling why they need to watch and pray. That you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I want to read 41 there in the Amplified Version, and it reads, All of you must keep awake. All of you must keep awake. Give strict attention. Be cautious and active. I believe he's still speaking that to us today. And watch and pray that you may not come into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing. Ah, but the flesh is weak. Glory to God. Glory to God. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That, that instruction still applies to us today. To watch and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. You want to know how you can avoid so many of these temptations that's out there? Jesus just told us. What? Watch. There it is. Watch and pray. Watch. Watch. And pray. Keep your eyes on them. And if I'm telling you pray, you spend time in God's presence, you can see that snake slithering a mile away. I promise you'll see him on the way to, am I right, brother? You'll see him. You'll see him on the way. You see him coming. You see him before they get to you. If you watch and you pray. Because God doesn't let anything slip up on his children. Ah, glory to God. Even in this, Jesus just asked him. He didn't ask him to just sit and keep the faith. Did you notice that? He didn't just say, y'all just sit here, just, just keep the faith, y'all. Just keep the faith. That's all I need y'all to do. No. He requested some action. He required some action out of them. He said to watch and Okay. Watch and pray that they may not come into temptation. He said the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. Glory to God. In his spirit, he knew the scriptures had to be fulfilled. Jesus knew that. So he knew he had to carry on and, and go through with the plan of God. But his flesh, his flesh still was not happy about it. Amen. I, I don't think I would have been either. I, don't, I know I wouldn't have made it as far as Jesus did. I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have even had that scene in Gethsemane because I, I wouldn't have made it that far. Bless God. But his flesh wasn't happy about it. So he had to pray his way through. He had to pray through that thing, you know, because he was... He wasn't happy about the torment 
that the, the continued torment that he had to go through. And he also knew what was to come, that the flesh of the disciples was going to begin weak too. He knew that. And so he told them to watch and pray. He wasn't the only one that needed to pray. They needed to pray too. Glory to God. That's for somebody right there. Glory to God. You know, sometimes we always talk about some. You know, we always, I just hear this by the Spirit. We always say, such and such, pray for such and such. Pray. You ask, ask about some child, just pray for them. Just pray for them. Oh, ooh, it's just too much to get into right now. Just pray for them. You know, you need prayer too. You need prayer too. Pray for you too. Pray for yourself. You know, sometimes, um, sometimes we need to just, we need to, we need to change our thinking, thinking sometimes, even about the way we think about others. Don't be so quick to put our mouths on others, but pray for them. If you see something going on in their life, you see your sister, your brother doing something that they should not be doing, they're going in a wayward way, a wrong way, don't talk about them. Don't put them down. Don't put your mouth on them. Lift them up. Ha! Lift them up. Lift them up to Jesus. Glory to God. And watch God turn that thing around. Somebody needs to be praying for them. If they're not praying for themselves, if we just saw here, the disciples, the ones that walked with Jesus, they laying up there asleep. Now in their defense, they probably was tired because they had done a lot of walking. You know, they <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to put that out there. That's, that's not in the Bible, but they probably were tired. They followed G Jesus. He operated in the supernatural. They tired. <laughs> Glory to God. How many of you know we can have fun in the, in the church of the Lord, in the house of the Lord? Glory to God. But even the disciples that walked with Jesus, they went to sleep. They went to sleep on the job. And we're still doing that today. Many of us are sleeping on the job. That's why so many things are, are going on because many believers are sleeping on the job. We got to watch and pray. Glory to God. Somebody say, watch and pray. Say it again. Say, watch and pray. Hallelujah, God. Glory to God. So like I said, Jesus knew that the scriptures had to be fulfilled. And every time you want to believe, there's an opportunity to be tempted to give up. Every time. I promise y'all, I have I can't tell you how many times I've said, oh my God, it just seems like every time I make one step forward, I get knocked back too. But what did Jesus say? What was his instruction? To pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. And when you do that, you overcome the temptation when it comes. Huh? If you do, if you watching and praying before anything happens, you will know. How to overcome that temptation when it comes. If you will get it, it won't get you. Amen? You will get that temptation. It won't get you. You will put it in its rightful place, which is under your feet. Glory to God. You'll be able to go past those friends that still doing what you used to do. And, and they, try, they still trying to offer you something. Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. I don't do that no more. You know, bless God, I'm going to pray for you, though. I'm going to pray for you. You know, you go by that sister still trying to drag you out there, knowing you got a husband and, and four children at the house. Girl, come on, baby. You better get on to that house somewhere. Tell girl, I'm good. I got to go see about my family. But I see you here. Take care. I love you, darling. Going to pray for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. If you watch and pray, 
you'll overcome that temptation because it's going to come. I promise you it's going to come. As surely as you live and breathe, temptation is going to come. And you know what else Satan will do? Satan will try the same thing on you over and over again. He'll try to wait because I think sometimes he thinks people see now. You know, he, he let a little time go by and he think you forgot, you know. And then he comes slithering on in trying to pull that same stunt on you that he pulled five years ago. But what you do is because you've been watching and you've been praying, you say, boy, you must have forgot the last time. Huh? And then you pull up God's resume and you remind him what God did for you. Oh, hallelujah, the way the Lord brought you out. Glory to God, the way he turned you around and he placed your feet on, on solid ground because he pulled you up out of that miry clay. You remind him of what God did for you. Hallelujah. And you let him know that you're on the rock to stay. Glory to God. Glory to God. You remind him that it's on Christ, a solid rock. You stand. Hallelujah. You stand and all other ground is sinking sand. Amen. Glory to God. You got to watch and pray though. You got to watch and pray to overcome that temptation because if it's good enough for Jesus it's good enough for us. Would you agree? Alright now. If it's good enough for Jesus it's good enough for me baby. I'm here to tell you. So let's go back to our text scripture. Glory to God. Let's go back to James 1 22 through 25. Hallelujah. It encourages us to be doers of the word and not hearers only, right? Because if you just hear and not do, then you're deceiving yourself according to scripture. So what I want to do, I want to read that in the Amplified. Y'all know how I love the Amplified because it amplifies it for me. <laughs> Glory to God. So let's go to James 1, through 25. And it reads, but be doers of the word. Obey the message. I can just drop the mic right there. <laughs> Obey the message and not merely listeners to it. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. You're deceiving yourself. Other folk don't even have to do it for you. When you're just hearing the word and not doing it, you're fooling yourself. My God today. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it, and preserves in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. Glory to God. So if you listen to the word and don't apply the word, it's like looking, it's like a man looking in the mirror at himself and forget what he saw. Now that's that's something. When you can look in a mirror at yourself and then turn around and forget what you saw. My God today. Lord, I thank you. He thoughtfully looks at himself and then walks away and quickly forget what he just saw in the mirror. And how many of you know that's how we treat the word? That's how we treat the word. We sit, we come to church, we sit up here, we look, we nod, we smile, and praise Jesus. You know, and by the time you get to the parking lot, you forget. <laughs> 
You forgot what was what was said. Glory to God. You get home and your loved ones, you know, that you left at the house, praise God. Ask you about church and all you can tell them is it, it was good. It was good. Woo! Lord, it was good. I remember my grandmama, God rest her blessed soul. She used to tickle me so bad. You know, she would tell me about church and stuff when we would talk. And she said, girl, that church, ooh, Lord, we had some good church today. Ooh, that preacher, no, he preached today. Ooh, if that choir didn't sing, Lord, have mercy. That choir, no, they sung today. And she had this word. Now, I don't know if this is a word. I don't know if this is my grandmama word. But she used to say, that, that, that choir, no, they y'all today. I don't know what y'all can eat. But she said, that girl, no, she ran back and she, you don't know what y'all can eat. That's not a singing term. Okay, well, bless God. I guess that was a Nancy term. Bless God. But that was y'all And I said, well, grandmama, what he preach about? Girl, I don't know, but that man know he preached. Because I already knew what she was going to say. You know, she set it up so good. Lord have mercy. But she couldn't tell me what he preached about. And it was the funniest thing to me in the world. But in all seriousness, we do it all the time. We do it all the time. Because we sitting in church now. You know, back then when I was growing up, we didn't have the cell phones and stuff. We had to sit there. We drawing on paper and stuff and doing all kinds of things. You doing everything but listening. You know, now folks sitting in and they they on their cell phone. They they uh sending texts back and forth. I've I've known the people to be sitting in service listening to Bishop Jakes. You know, and, and, they, and they with, with the earbuds. You know, listen to what? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you be at church with earbuds and you're getting listen to another service? I bless God. We gonna pray for him. Praise Jesus. Okay. We're not going to talk about We're going to pray for them. Praise God. But I'm just saying, we do. We do that today. You know, we, we have this mirror put up before us. Glory to God. And I'm, I'm just making light. I'm making fun so the pill can go down a little easier. <laughs> Glory to God. Because I know, I know I'm hitting some toes. Glory to God. But I, this, this, this laugh is the anesthesia. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we do that. We do that all the time. We come in, we have this mirror put up before us, and then we leave out and act as though nothing was ever said. And then we wonder why nothing changes in our lives. We wonder why we keep going around the same circle over and over and over and over and over and over. Well, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. Yeah, that's that's free right there. Y'all don't have to send me no cash out for nothing. That's that's free right there. I'm, I'm going to just let you have that one. Glory to God. Glory to God. I need you to purpose in your heart that you won't do that today. That you won't leave out of here today and forget the word that was spoken. I need you to make a vow today that you will no longer just be a hearer of the word. But you're going to apply the word to your everyday life. Say, Lord. Mm, I need you. <laughs> One more time. Say, Lord. Thank you. I make this vow. That I would no longer just be a hearer of your word. 
but I will be a doer of your word and apply your word to my everyday life. Now, if you meant that, I need you to give God a hand clap of praise if you meant that. Glory to God. I said, if you meant that, I need you to give God a hand clap of praise. When you hear Philippians 3, 8, and it reads, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think, 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 think on these things that are true, that are honest, that are just, that are pure, that are lovely, that are of a good report. Reject that negative thinking and focus on the positives in your life. Hallelujah. Philippians 2 and 14 says, do all things without murmuring and disputing. All that is saying is that stop murmuring and complaining. Stop always talking about your problems. Stop telling God about your problems all the time. Hallelujah. And start speaking resolution. Stop murmuring and complaining. The word tells us to do all things. Not some things. Not just a few of them. He didn't say you can just cherry pick what you want to complain about. He said do all things without murmuring and disputing. Because that promotes negative thinking when you're murmuring and complaining. You're feeding that mess back into your spirit. You're recycling negativity in your life and in your spirit. And guess what? Everything else around you is going to line up with that. Glory to God. So reject negative thinking and fo focus on the positive things in your life. You know, because complaining is not going to change it. How many of y'all have complained about things? I mean, seriously, if there's somebody in here that complained about something, okay. But let me ask you this. When you complained about it, did it change? Is there anybody in here that complained about something that changed? I need, a, I need a show of hands. Somebody that complained about something and their situation changed. You complained about it and your situation changed. Praise God. Bless God. Bless God. Hallelujah. It's not going to change a thing. Even with the confession that you make every Sunday here at church. This is my Bible. This is the word of God. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So today, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive to the word of God. And my life will never be the same. If you put corresponding action... Along with faith in that confession, you will see wonderful changes in your life. You would. If you believe your Bible is the word of God and that you are what it says you are and that you can do what it says you can do and you can have what it says you can have, guess what? You will. I said if you believe it and you put corresponding actually. So, see, what you need to understand when Pastor asks us to do that, it's not just something cute he came up with. You know, it's not just, um, it's not like saying some little pledge or something. You know, it's a confession. It's a confession. If you take it to heart and you put it to action, it will change your life. It will. If you believe what you say, God says in his word, if you believe what you say when you pray, then you can have what you say. That's what the word says. Glory to God. Hallelujah, God. I just, ooh, I'm so glad about it. 
Hallelujah. If you, if your faith, if you put your faith, that you, if you have that faith, that your mind is alert, and you start acting like your mind is alert, guess what? You're going to be alert. Hallelujah. It will be. Your mind will be alert. If you believe that, and you, and you have actions, you act like that, instead of going around and saying, Lord, have mercy, I just can't think. Ooh, I, I can't think long as nothing. You know, I just, I, oh, Lord, I can't, I can't remember what I did yesterday. I can't, if you confessing that all the time, that's what's going to happen. Your, your mind will just begin drifting, 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 just fading away, fading away, fading away. My husband's here. He can tell you. We had an elderly couple that used to live, and we're about to come to a, a close. We had an elderly couple that used to live across the street from us. Mr. Johnson was like in his 90s, up in his 90s. He and his wife were in their 90s, and they lived alone. He and his wife. He took care of his wife. Um... He would cook for, you know, they just, they, they didn't eat a whole lot. They would eat like little soup and stuff like that. But when I tell you that 90-year-old man had the sharpest mind of anybody I'd ever seen in that age in my life. And I asked him one day, I said, Mr. Johnson, I said, how is it that he, he was always up on all the current events, you know? And um, he, he, I said, Mr. Johnson, I said, how do you keep your mind so sharp like that? He said he read the newspaper all the time. He watched the news all the time. He said you got to, you, in other words, he kept his mind stimulated. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. There it is. He kept his mind stimulated. But he kept his mind stimulated with good things. You know, he wanted to stay on top of the, the current events and things. And that's what you have to do. Because I see some, mm, bless God, I see some young people around here. Lord, I said, God, I hate to see them when they get old. Because they can't remember where they put they put something in one room and go in the next. They don't even remember what they did. I do it all the time, my grandbaby. I said, Lord, have mercy, baby. And then I just walked by and just said, I said, Lord, touch a mind in Jesus' name. The baby 10, Lord, have mercy. Y'all pray for us. Yeah, pray for us. Bless God. She said, but I'm serious. If you, if you confess that. And you believe that and you act like it. That's what Mr. Johnson did. He acted like his mind was alert. He grabbed that paper. He watching the news and stuff. And they were in their 90s living alone. Living alone. Kept the house clean. You go over that house just as nice and clean. It was so amazing to me. But he believed he could do it. He believed he could take care of his wife. Guess what? That's what he did. That's what he did to the day she died. That's what he did. So I know that it works. I know that it works. It's worked for me. I've seen it work in, in the lives of others, So and it will work for you. So if your mind is alert and your heart is receptive to the word of God, then your life will never be the same. I promise you it won't. It will never be the same. You will never be able to go back to the things that you used to do because it won't even feel right to you anymore. You know, you won't even be able to sin right. You know? <laughs> because a change has taken place. Oh, my God. That's, oh, that's good news right there. I just feel that in my spirit. A change is taking place in somebody right here and right now because this word is giving them revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is exploding on the inside of them right now. And I declare and decree in the name of Jesus that your life will never, ever be the same from this day forward. From this day forward. This day, this day, this day, Mark the first day.
Come on, give God some glory in this place. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Remember our text scripture told us in verse 25 of James 1, but who looketh into perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God, and continueth therein, you got to be consistent, okay? He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. You got to put in the work. Remember that. This man, this man, this one right here we just read about there, verse 25. I need you to go back when you get home. Read James 1, 25 over and over and over. Because this is the man that shall be blessed in his deed or his doings. Hallelujah. When you hear and do, glory to God, then you shall be blessed in your deeds. Glory to God. So let me leave you with this. Let me leave you with this. Hear the word. It will teach you. Somebody may need to jot this down. Do the word. It will bless and change your life. Hear the word. It will teach you. Do the word. It will bless and change your life. Hallelujah. God, I just thank you, God, for the change, hallelujah, that's taking place in our hearts right now as a result, God, of the word that was deposited into our hearts and our spirits today. Glory to God. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate and cause this word to radiate in our lives today, Lord, and forevermore, as we will no longer be hearers only, God, but we declare and decree that we will be doers, God, of your word, hallelujah, of the word of God. We'll no longer live lives of defeat, Jesus, hallelujah, because we know that you always cause us to triumph. You always cause us to triumph, God, so today, God, Mm, today, God, we declare that we live glorious and victorious lives through Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray and we say amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Give God some glory. Give God some glory. Give God some glory. Give God some glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We will no longer be just hearers of your word, God, but we will be doers of your word, God, so that we can live a glorious, hallelujah, and victorious life. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you.